welcome to Coffee with Michelle, a podcast I created using messy action so I could share super fun and random stories with 30 of my closest friends. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 18. Gotta tell you, this last one stirred up a whole lot of stuff. announcing that I have a boyfriend has been pretty interesting. I think I have a I had a bigger reaction to that than I had when I got freaking married way back in the day. So that's kind of funny. Um, it's been interesting, though. It's interesting as a life coach to date someone. I haven't dated someone since I became a life coach. And so it's an interesting one. Those of you that are listening that are my clients, I'm sure you will get it. Um, all of the things I've coached you through on your relationships, I now get to put into play. It's so fun. So fun. Um, and I love that so many of you thought it was a prank (laughs) between all the filters I use and all of that. It was really funny that, uh, there were as many of you that thought it was a prank, but no, it's a real deal. It's a real boyfriend. So fun. Um, He's interesting in that he has a really good movie memory, which, uh, as y'all know, I don't. And he hasn't listened to this podcast, and he doesn't realize how bad my memory is, even though I keep telling him. So he'll say, like, oh, my God, do you remember such and such movie in that one part where so-and-so said this? And I'm like, no, I don't even remember the title of that movie let alone anything that happened within it. It's so funny. So now when he's like, do you remember? I'm like, no, you don't even have to finish the sentence. I don't. Unless it has to do with animals or some super specific stuff in my client sessions. I don't remember anything. Um, so it was kind of funny. My older brother, Rick, remind. I used to, he would call me up sometimes and go, hey, prank this guy. Here's the backstory. Just roll with it. Run with it. And he reminded me, he reminded me of a few that were pretty damn funny. Um, one was a coworker of his had a Kirby vacuum salesperson stop by. It's interesting. I've never had that happen to me. And I know when we were kids, my dad freaking bought a Kirby and the other one. He was like a salesperson's dream. They'd come rolling in with whatever bullshit they were selling. And he's like, give me two of them. But uh, he bought, was it a rainbow vacuum? Anyway, he bought both. So it's just interesting. I've never had to experience that as an adult. But anyway, one of his coworkers had a Kirby salesman that was like, really aggressive like come into his house all the time and this guy's like super nice and had a hard time (laughs) I'm such a jerk had a hard time saying no and I guess he was at work kind of complaining about like oh my god they're so aggressive so um my brother called me he's like all right the guy's name I don't know we'll say it's Alan I don't remember of course I don't uh he's like all right I work with this guy Alan a Kirby vacuum salesperson's been harassing him. Just call up to work, ask for him, and just run with it, which I'm pretty freaking good at. So I called him up, and he answered. And I go, Alan, guess who? And he's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, uh, I don't remember all of this. So I'm ha- kind of having to ad lib a little here. He's like, um. I don't know. I don't know. And I think he guessed a few names and I'm like, no, I was in your house last night. And you hear him get real quiet. And he's like, 
what? I go, does Kirby ring a bell? <laughs> and he's like, how did you get this number? I, this is my job. You can't call up here. And I said, oh, come on. You don't think your coworkers need to vacuum their houses? I think we could just kill two birds with one stone. Why don't I just come up there and I can answer all the questions you had. You definitely seemed interested. He's like, look, I'm not. He's like, I'm trying to be really nice right now, but I am not interested in this cleaner. And I said, you know what? Let's go to lunch and talk about it. Let's go to lunch and talk about it. And he's like, I can't. I'm too busy today. You literally, he's like, you seriously cannot call me at work. And I said, guess what? And he's like, what? I go, I'm in the parking lot right now. Right now. <laughs> Waiting for it. Oh, my God. The guy, I forget how it ended, but it was, he totally fell for it. And he's like, holy shit, I have a full-blown stalker on my hands. So fun, though. Love doing those kind of pranks. Um. Oh, the other one, another coworker of my older brother's. He had a phone. I guess he got a new phone number and he kept getting these. Or no, he just all of a sudden started getting um, calls from bill collectors from, I, I don't remember the name. Say her name was Alicia. Somebody kept calling his number like aggressively um, trying to collect on bills that were past due. And he kept telling him, he's like, God, this isn't her number, you guys. It's not any. <laughs> and so he went months and months and months trying to get these people to freaking stop calling him. And, you know, even if you block the number, they just use a new number or whatever. So he comes to work one day and he's like, I freaking had to get a new phone number. These people that are trying to collect money from Alicia uh, are aggressive and they will not leave me alone. So I had to actually go get a new phone. So my brother calls me. He's like, all right, coworker just had to get a new phone. And he kind of quickly gave me a little rundown. I go, perfect. I'm on it. So I called. I called and he answered and I go, huh, think you're pretty sneaky, huh? He's like, What? I go, is Alicia there? And you hear this guy go, you can hear, I could hear his blood pressure rising. And he's like, how in the hell did you get this number? And I said, look, all you have to do is pay your bills. It's all you got to do. We'll stop calling. <laughs> I don't remember everything that happened because it's been a hot minute. But at one point I was like, I started getting super aggressive with him like an actual bill collector would, which got to tell you, if I could go back in life, I'd probably become an actress because I love playing a part. Um, anyway, so I got really aggressive and he's like, listen, bitch. And I go, whoa, who's the bitch? At least I pay my bills. And this guy lost his ever-loving, lost his ever freaking loving mind and again, I don't remember where it went from there, but it's a lot of fun. It is so fun to prank people. I miss it. There was a time where I was like, God, if I could find a way to make a living doing this, mo better. That would be awesome. I'm a little rusty now because I I'm an adult, so I haven't been, I haven't pranked anyone in a hot minute. But God, I love it. I also thought of a few interesting travel stories. Um. Way back years ago, that should just be the name of this podcast, years ago, dot, dot, dot. Years ago, 
the company I worked for acquired this small sized company and the base of the operations were actually performed by one woman who worked out of her house, um, just like the admin and kind of management of all the logistics. And she lived out in Ohio and I think I'm trying to remember how this came together. Oh, so my boss came to me and said, Hey, we're trying to figure out what to do with this new company. Would you mind flying out to Ohio, meet with this person, get a sense of what's going on and figure out if we can bring this in house or if we need to keep her on staff. And I was like, damn, that seems above my head at this point. Cause I was pretty young. I was, re- I mean, whatever. I, it was my first, uh, solo business trip. So it was a long time ago. And like no one told me how to book trips, right? So I'm like, okay. Like they didn't tell me like the corporate rules for like, oh, you can spend up to $300 a night on a hotel or whatever, any of that. So I get on like freaking Travelocity and I, I think I flew into Cleveland and I'm like, okay, I need to find a good hotel that's inexpensive. And I really want to have one that has like a restaurant on site so I don't have to like drive and go get dinner or whatever and so I found one it was pretty cheap real cheap looked really nice this is back before I learned how you can pretty up some pictures online and rented a car which at the time felt terrifying to drive in another state I'd never been and and got everything set up and so anyway I fly in snowstorm because it's middle of winter and I'm talking snowstorm so heavy you can't see the street signs and I actually think I had to print map quest directions I think it was that long ago I really do because I did not have GPS um or I saved tried to save money so I get so lost and it's dark it's snowy can't see the street signs I know the name of the street I need to turn on but I have no idea where it is because I cannot read the signs so anyway takes me forever and I pull up to the stoplight and I just happen to see a shuttle van with the name of the hotel and I'm pretty sure it was a motel because I made some bad decisions on that trip let's just say and so I look over at the freaking stoplight and I'm like holy shit that's where I need to go so I'm just gonna follow this guy thank god so I follow him in and I'm like oh shit what have I done here Nah, a super sketchy place, super sketchy place. I was like, oh, God. So check in, go to my room, and I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, great. I'm going to go to the restaurant and grab a drink because it had been a long travel day. I'm going to grab a drink and then uh, uh, dinner at the on-site bar and grill okay so I'm like god I'm walking around I'm like god where is it I do not see it (laughs) oh my god so I go to the front and I'm like yeah I'm trying to find the bar and grill and she's like oh it says like 214 on the door and I'm like you mean like room 214 on the door she's like yeah and I'm like huh this is weird so (laughs) So I go to 214. I think they had like combined two rooms. They literally just converted two hotel rooms to 
a restaurant and a bar. And I don't mean like officially converted. I mean, they just got rid of the furniture and threw a fucking deep fryer in there and served drinks. So I was like, oh, well, shit. Here we go. (laughs) Here we go. And quite an interesting crowd. So I sit at the bar and I'm like, hmm. I said, yeah, um, I'll have a vodka tonic, and can I have a, I'd like a menu, please. She goes, oh, well, uh, not tonight. You don't want one. And I'm like, why not? Dollar steak night. And I said, what now? It's dollar steak night. You can get a steak for a dollar. And I was like, uh, love to see that menu. Uh, and I kept asking for a menu and she's like, look, I don't know what part you don't understand here, but you can get a full size steak for a dollar. And she was so aggressive about it. Like I'm the idiot, right? I need idiot for not wanting this steak that cost a dollar. And I said, I appreciate the dollar steak. My immune system cannot handle that steak, I promise. There is no way in hell my body is going to be able to process a steak that you are selling for a dollar. So please, can I see a menu? And I don't even think I ended up eating because it literally was the only thing on the menu was like a dollar steak and then maybe like something, some kind of mixed vegetable or something weird. I was like, oh God, I'm going to have to drink my dinner tonight. So... Very interesting, very interesting place. So I get back to my room, fall asleep, and I woke up pretty early because I had to drive out to where this woman lived. And I turned the news on and I'm like, oh, great. They're saying whatever you do, don't drive. Don't drive unless it's an emergency. And I'm like, "Uh, oh, what am I supposed to do with that? And this is my first freaking business trip alone. And I'm like, If this was home, I would obviously know a little. I would know the area a little better, whatever. So I call my boss. I'm like, dude, I don't know what to do here. It's a total shit show. The roads are iced over. They're saying not to drive unless it's an absolute emergency. What should I do? He said, don't drive. Call a cab. I go, okay, perfect. Which I got to tell you, the amount of trust I have put into cab drivers over the years is out of control because uh they're assholes (laughs) most of them and it is pretty amazing that you just plop in the back of the little yellow car and go my life is in your hands guy you just do what you gotta do I'm gonna get on my phone and just hope I survive but like never nervous about it which is interesting because I am not a great I'm a not a great passenger I'm a driver I'm for sure the one that needs to drive. <laughs> Just ask the new boyfriend. Um, but anyway, so cab driver shows up and he's like, okay, it's going to take us a while. It's going to take us a while. And I said, well, whatever. We'll get there. So he's like, oh, what are you doing in town? And I'm describing everything. And I said, um, and I don't know this woman at all that I'm going to meet. Like, I don't even know that we talked on the phone and I'm going to her house, which is a little weird. So I said, well, I kind of explained the situation. I go, I'm coming out here to see how the sausage is made, which is a term for like how things are done. Right. And I said, I'm just out here to see how the sausage is made. And he's like, oh, cool, cool. And we pull up to her house. Lord only knows what she must have been thinking about this whole thing. Uh, 
And so she walks outside to help with my bag or whatever. And the guy said, hey, (laughs) the cab driver looks over at her and he goes, hey, I hear you guys are making sausage. And she's like, (laughs) she looked at me so confused. And I was like, oh, my God, what is this guy doing? And so he thought I was there. He thought I flew in to Cleveland to then take a freaking taxi cab ride to make sausage. So he must have thought I was a freaking weirdo. So anyway, I was like, I don't. And it was really uncomfortable and awkward. And long story short, she was amazing. We actually became really good friends. And she for sure was a, a much needed person on the team. So that was kind of fun to be able to come back and say, oh, no, no, no. We definitely have to lock her down for sure. Um, but that was a funny one. The dollar steak night was like, I mean, come on. What are you doing? Well, one, I was basically eating with strangers while drinking with strangers in a hotel room that was still fully carpeted and probably still had like the weird like mirrors on the wall. Wasn't a nice place either. And so my boss had to educate me a little bit when I got back. He's like, oh, no, no. You do not go to Travelocity to book anything. Here's how you do it. You only go to Hilton's. Gave me the whole rundown on how to set up the mm, how to set up the business trips, which was pretty helpful. Pretty helpful. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, this one's interesting. So Salt Lake City. I was out there. Um... And it was kind of cool. I found this little bar and grill, and it was an old school bar. I think it had been there, I don't know, 50, 60 years. And back in the day, out in Utah, you could only drink if you had, I think it was like a license. You had to have like a special permit to drink alcohol. And even now, you can't order a double in Utah. I don't even think you can order... I remember being really confused because I was like, oh, I'll take a double vodka blah. And he's like, I can't. I can only give you a single. I go, well, how about a single and a shot on the side? And I think he could do that. I can't remember. Anyway, go to this bar and just a bunch of really old guys. And I love me some senior freaking citizens. I love hearing their stories. I love just experiencing their life through them. It's just so fun. So anyway... They shared a lot of the stories about back in the day when it was like you really had to be on the down low to have your drinks. And that was one of the original bars. And the the owner even gave me this cool little, it was one of the old drinking permits that they had to use. And so I stayed there and had dinner there and got to my hotel. I think it was snowing. I pulled up into a parking spot in my hotel and turned the car off. And I look and there's a woman standing there. And she's like holding all this stuff. And I rolled down the window or I opened the door and I said, hi, can I help you? And she was pretty young. And she's like, oh, my God, I need help. I need help. And I was like, oh, Jesus. I go, what's going on? (laughs) I am not the person to come to in an emergency because I will create a new emergency with my reaction to yours. You picked the wrong car, lady. And she said something like. My boyfriend's chasing me. I think he's going to kill me. Oh, what? And I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> I said, I'm like, oh my God. 
okay. I said, let me help you. And why I didn't like go, hey, maybe we should call the police. I don't even think I told any of my coworkers about this because I, it was so stupid of me. Um, anyway, so where was I? Okay. So I said, how far do you need to go? You have somewhere I can take you. And she's like, yeah, it's not that far at all. So she gets in the car and as soon as I pull out of the parking lot, I'm like, this is not a good idea, bitch. This is not a good move because it's pretty late at this point. And then I quickly realized she's a full blown. She's full blown on drugs, tweaking, like going a little off the deep end. And I'm like, okay, uh, is she going to drive me? So then my paranoid mind kicks in and I'm like, oh my God, is she taking me to like some little meth house where some little crackhead is going to jump my ass and rob me? And I'm like, yep, that could be possible. So then I start going through all these scenarios about what I'm getting ready to drive into. And I genuinely did not know what to do. I was terrified. So she's like, okay, turn here, turn here. And she's giving me her life story and all over the fucking place. And she goes, okay, right up here. And it was like, it must have been like, I don't know, a homeless shelter. It was something like that. Bunch of people standing there staring me down. And she's like, okay, I'll be right back. I have to make sure I can stay here. So she leaves everything in the car. And I am like in such shock at this point. I'm like, what have I got myself into? People are staring at me. Some guys are yelling at me. And I'm like, holy shit, if I get mugged and get my ass kicked, I'm going to get in a lot of trouble for doing this. I'm going to get in a lot of trouble for being this stupid. And it ended up being fine. She came and got her stuff and left. But I was like, yup, probably one of my dumbest moves yet. Um, But, you know, it's hard to not help someone who seems like they really need it. So... I was just being a good person, a good person making bad decisions. It's really interesting that I have quite a few clients, quite a few of my life coach clients and time management coach clients that listen to this podcast because they don't really know much about me or my personal life because obviously when I'm coaching them in a session, it's 100% about them because that's what it's supposed to be. But it's it has been really fun to hear like, to connect with my clients in that in a more personal way outside of our sessions where they send me funny messages about different episodes and stories I've shared because it's interesting because I do have clients where I have so much in common with them, but I, I obviously I'm not going to sit and talk about that in a session. So it's neat for them to get to see like, Oh, we would totally have fun if we hung out together or whatever outside of like business. So that has been really fun. So I love hearing from you guys. I love, love, love hearing all the comments I usually forget what the hell I've even talked about on the podcast. And it's interesting because now that I have a boyfriend, I really, the interesting thing is I never thought about all the stuff I put out in the world and at some point dating someone who could then go and consume all of it. It genuinely never crossed my mind. So that's kind of funny because I do put a bunch of random stuff out there. Um, But even I think it would be interesting, like, to go and listen to a podcast that is recorded by someone you're dating before they knew you. I don't know. I think it's interesting. 
And he still says he hasn't, but I don't know if I believe that. And I should throw like a little, one of my friends said a carrot. I should throw a little carrot in here that he would have to mention to me if he's listening. I'm going to have to get creative. <laughs> I'll get creative. Maybe I'll just make up a story about him and see, see what he does. Or maybe he genuinely isn't listening, which could also be true. I don't think he has a ton of time to plow through freaking whatever I have now. Nine hours of content, 12 hours of content. I don't know what it is. But anyway, um, yeah, that part's been really fun. So I love hearing the comments. I love when you guys send the questions over. And I do have some archived Coffee with Barb stuff that I can go back and listen to. I just need to have some time, like, because I do record voice memos when I'm over there because I do forget. Shocker. I do forget a lot of the things we talk about, and I do want to be fully present, not, like, trying to remember shit. So I have several that I haven't tapped into. So maybe we'll have some fun little bonus episodes at one point. And speaking of bonus episodes, one of my clients reached out about doing an interview. So I'm going to interview one of my clients, and we're going to have a very candid conversation. We're recording it week about a week from today. Well, you don't know what today is, so I think we're doing it on like the, I don't know, y'all, the 18th or something. And so we're just going to do a candid interview, no prep, no notes ahead of time. I don't have a list of things we can't talk about. So I think it'll be really fascinating. I've worked with her a long time. I love her. She's so fun, and I'm sure she'll be a lot of fun to listen to on a podcast. And she's very inspirational, so... I think it'll be a really interesting interview. And I hadn't even thought about doing this, but she brought it up. And I'm like, absolutely. Let's do it. It'll be fun. Um, and I think you guys could probably learn some stuff from her, which will be neat. So, all right. I'm going to pause for now. And then I will come back when I have something else to talk about. I do have coffee with Bob tomorrow. Sorry, I'm doing this British thing. Not well. Not doing it well. <laughs> all right. I'm going to drop a few thing, a few updates about the girls, Barb and Winnie. We did not have coffee this week because Barb had to take her sister in for some procedures. So thought I'd just drop a few updates on what's going on there. And then I'm going to close this one out a little early. I'm going out of town this weekend to my cousin's daughter's graduation. And I can never remember if I'm a first cousin, second removed, or if I'm her great aunt, or if I'm her, or if I'm her, uh, I think I used to just tell her to call me just cousin aunt, aunt cousin, Michelle. <laughs> anyway, whatever it is, I don't know why they made that little section of the family tree so complicated, but anyway, my girl Abby is graduating high school. She won a ton of sports awards, and she's just such a cool human, so it'll be fun to go celebrate her. And so anyway, I have to wrap this up a little early and get it ready to rock before I leave. And so the neighborhood scene is kind of quiet. Barb is really stressed out that the new neighbors, I feel like I should not call them the Judds anymore based on the recent events with the actual Judds. Uh, mom and daughter, whatever. We'll just say the Oregon neighbors. They're from Oregon. Uh, Barb's pretty stressed out. I walked over the other day to talk to her because she was sitting on her front porch when I was leaving to go somewhere. And so I walked over and chatted with her for a bit. And she's like, girl, look at their yard. 
Can you believe they haven't mowed it yet? You need to have your lawn guy come over here and give them a business. Oh, shit. Spam. Should I just prank these people and record it? Nah, I don't have the energy. <laughs> anyway, she said you would think, um, you would think in Oregon they probably had to mow lawns as well. Um, so I don't understand why they're not doing it now. And I said, well, you know, maybe they're just super busy unpacking and stuff. And then she went into the whole situation again about how she can't understand why they would buy this house when it's just the two of them. It's so big. It has a huge swimming pool. Um, She's very, (laughs) very concerned about it, which was really cute. And she was pretty excited that uh pretty excited that she was hosting mother's day this year normally she goes to her son's house he has a really nice house on the lake and they go up there but she hosted which was really cute and the week prior to that we didn't have coffee because she had to fly out to california because her older sister passed away and her older sister i believe because barb is a young 89 and I got to tell you, Barb is hitting the swim aerobics Monday, Wednesday, Friday, like clockwork. I sit there. Um, uh, I sit there at my little dining room table doing my little morning routine. And I always see her. I got to see her this morning like like it's her job. It's so cute. So anyway, I think Barb's sister was 94 and she'd been sick a long time. And Barb said, uh you know, one of the problems with my sister is she was so fit and so healthy. And so she lived way too long. Her body just would not stop. And she said, it's starting to make me wonder if my swim aerobics is actually a good thing because girl, I don't want to live to be 110. (laughs) I don't want to live to be 110. So I told my friend, we might have to have a meeting to discuss our exercise habits, Um, which is so funny. We talk about death quite a bit, and Barb is not worried about it. She's not afraid of it. Um, She's actually pretty cute about it. Um, But she just makes the most of every day, and she wears those cute little earrings no matter what the hell is going on. I'm telling you, Barb knows... uh, Barb knows how to sass it up at 89. Oh, that was a funny thing. I forgot to put this on the last episode. So (laughs) the last coffee with Barb, I walked in and Winnie's like, girl, let me tell you something. I came over here to help Barb pack for her trip to California. I had to help her figure out how to use her suitcase. And I said, oh, that's nice of you. And she goes, oh, wait, 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 wait. I had to go in her closet. And let me tell you, she has enough clothes for me, you, your entire family, my entire family, and all these neighbors to wear one outfit every day for 10 years. She said, I don't think she's ever gotten rid of a piece of clothing. And Barb is loving this, grinning ear to ear. And she's like, well, you know, this this here I bought in 1992, and I bought it... She could totally remember why she bought the outfit. I'm like, I don't even know what age I was in 1992. I would have to get a freaking calculator and a whiteboard to figure that out. Um, And she's like, girl, she has nice clothes. She has a lot of shoes. And Barb said, 
well, you know, I also worked for several years. And when he's like, well, you couldn't have afforded anything other than clothes with all of that. And so we, went, we went on and on about that. It was so funny. And Barb loved it. My God, she was in her kitchen glowing. Loved all the attention. It was the cutest thing ever. And I told them, I said, you know, my sister Stacy's like you, Barb. She has a ton of clothes. She has like 300 fucking pairs of shoes and she loves it. I said, for me, that would literally be a punishment. If I had to go into my closet and look at 300 pairs of shoes and try to figure out which pair to wear, I would be so stressed out. So stressed out. My sister loves it. Me, that would that's a worst case scenario. So it's pretty funny. So Stacy, if you're listening, you're going to be Barb when you get older. And that's not a bad gig. I'm going to be Winnie. Hell, I'm practically already Winnie. I mean, our bedtimes are probably pretty similar. Um, and we are quite similar. Just a few age, a few years apart. <laughs> Just a few years apart. Um, I had the new dishwasher installed. And of course, I had to go move my car back in the garage. And Winnie happened to be outside of Barb's house sitting in her van. So I walked over and... Barb's like, girl, what did you get yourself over there? And I said, dishwasher. And Barb's like, I need someone to look at my dishwasher. It takes two and a half hours to do a cycle. And then Winnie had to, Winnie told us she she has had her dishwasher since, I swear to God, I think it's like 1991 and still going strong. And so she lectured us on, you have to make sure you buy the right brand and yada, yada, yada. And it was just a really cute little, a cute little moment there in the street chatting with those two. Uh, it's so fun. I'm so glad I've gotten to know them so well over the years. Um, uh, what? God, I know there was something else with Winnie. I can't remember. Sorry, guys. I'll do a better job of taking notes because I know that's the main reason I do this podcast. But we have had... Uh, We have had some breaks in the action because Barb is an active. Oh, geez. Here comes my Roomba. Told you. This is messy action. Oh, don't come in here. Here it's coming. Maybe not. Um, This this Roomba has seen some shit. Let me tell you. Well, there we go. So let me stop this real quick. All right. Sorry about that. And if you don't have a Roomba, get one. I don't actually. I had a Roomba and then I got an Oofy. I think that's how you pronounce it. E-U-F-Y cheaper than a Roomba and actually works way better if you have a pet get one I think it's like a, I don't know a couple hundred bucks or whatever um but so freaking worth it and it does a better job than I expected it does get up around the edges it, it will get hung up on a few things like get tore through my office and busted my little wi-fi thing all to hell and <laughs> all that but if you have the cords up off the ground you'll be okay yeah so I'm taking a trip to a little town called Fairview that's way out in western Oklahoma. It's where I was born. It's where my cousin lives. My cousin and her family live. And one thing that is so crazy is I was in Vegas one year. And this town is small. I think there's like probably 2,500. Population of 2,500 maybe. Totally making that shit up. Somebody asked me one time, a cab driver asked me one time what the population of Tulsa was. And I said, 7 million. And he's like, God, that seems big. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I totally just made that number up. I have no freaking clue. Anyway, 
Uh, I was in Vegas one year, and I was in, we were at Caesar's Palace, and I was down by the little fountain waiting for my coworkers because we were going to dinner, and there was an Elvis impersonator standing there. And we started chatting. I freaking love people watching, and I love talking to strangers. And I don't even, he's like, where are you from? And I said, oh, I'm from Oklahoma. And he's like, oh, I used to live in Oklahoma. And I go, oh, really, where? And he's like, oh, it's a tiny little town. I'm sure you haven't even heard of it. It's called Fairview. And I said, what? I was like, that's where I was freaking born. It was a freaking trip. I'm like, how the hell does someone go from Fairview to being in Vegas? Elvis impersonator. Anyway, that was crazy, crazy. But um, it's always interesting to go and look at... The house I grew up in, it is so crazy to me. I have so many memories in that little house. Although it felt huge at the time. It's tiny now. Um, So it's fun. It's fun to go see the family, check out the old stomping grounds. Because I was such a tomboy. Um, Me and my brothers and the neighbor kid, Troy, we would just tear through town all day. All day. Sun up till the streetlights came on. Just playing in mud creeks, <laughs> doing whatever we could to to have fun. We we had a lot of fun in that little town, so it's always interesting to go back. Um, and yeah, it's like a three hour road trip, which is about my max typically for a road trip. So I'm gonna have to find a good audio book or something to listen to. Although I think I'm gonna listen to the Johnny Depp trial coverage. Um, I'll just use my data because it's all on YouTube, right? Whatever. I'm just rambling. I'm just rambling. So I'm going to shut up. Get off here. Hope you enjoy the episode. I feel like this one was a little scattered, but most of them are. And yeah, share it with a friend, rate it, review it, whatever the hell it's called. And drop me an email if you have any questions for the girls. I love getting the questions for Barb. I think I need to post it on Facebook again before our next one because she loves to be interviewed. Loves it. She loves her fame. And that's it. So I'm really going to stop rambling. I'm a little, a little all over the place right now. All right. Bye.